The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Wow. The applicator without the tampon in there. Y'all very, y'all very familiar with these because y'all just let, just throw these all around like it's not actual human beings cleaning up after y'all. And then we have the tampon. With these four things, depending on what you do with these four things, it lets us know whether or not you're an inconsiderate, dirty-ass bitch or a nice, clean young lady. Okay, so, first things first. Once you bloop the little tampon in your vajayjay, you don't just toss this willy-nilly towards the trash can because a lot of you bitches be missing. It's a reason why the WNBA is so small. Now, what you do with this is you put this and we have this empty wrapper. You see how easy it just go in there? You don't even got to fucking touch the piece that, that, that when it's time to get your bloody vagina. You don't even got to touch it. You just ooh, put that in there. Boom. Then you take this. Oh, wait a minute. One, two. And you put this inside the trash can. Hold on, wait a minute, because I got that too. I'm going to put y'all on G. Oh, <laughs> hey. Then... When you're finished with the t- bloody tampon that's in your fucking vagina, you take this and the tissue, you get a piece, lay it on there, and please touch your bloody tampon because ain't no, ain't no other, nobody else want to. And you wrap that bitch up. Wrap it up into the blood. Don't see through the packages no more. A lot of you bitches got some real heavy flow, so you might need to wrap a couple times. Now, if you got a light one, still wrap it a couple times, just in case, because don't nobody want to touch that nasty-ass shit. You wrap it, all right? Break it off, and oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Drop that shit inside the trash can. It don't go down the toilet. It don't go down the floor. It don't go hang it on the tampon. It hang it on the trash can, and it don't sure as hell. (laughs) Don't go on the motherfucking seat, you dirty-ass bitches. Now, if you do know how to properly clean out yourself, this video was not for you. Good night. Oh, and flush the motherfucking toilets. Came from the store where hot dogs got pulled right up in the same pot. Uh, cup the rock, went front, flipping them max up, flipping them sacks, hiding seats and spots to out them, we sell crack, facts, warm drugs, was a chess game, was a pawn, guns drawn on my front lawn, just a young nigga staring down the corner, checking out the hustlers with the latest kicks on them, know what nigga want, mama ain't got it, fucking up a school line, but she know about it, I was just a young nigga, know what I was at it for, jumped off the porch, but really I wasn't ready for it, get up off the hood, Find a way out, wrap out my own, either death or jailhouse. Wanna get away from all this stress, but me, mama just wanted the best. Cause ain't no next life, so now I'm trying to live my best life, living my best life. Cause ain't no next life, so now I'm trying to live my best life, I'm living my Let best life. Let the past be the past, like a bitch with a ass. Left you for a nigga with cash, came back ass fatter, looking better than ever, talking about Yo, what is good, everybody? You are listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. And, uh, yeah, it is Wednesday night for us. It is slowly leading into Thursday morning, though, because we record all these episodes late as hell. 
Deidre is not on with us right now. Hopefully she'll be joining soon. She had like a celebration or shindig to attend. So she'll be in the house with she in the house. She's she been partying the last couple of weeks. She's been partying. Hey, man. Sometimes you got to get it in. I mean, I'm just jealous. I'm just being, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, just, jealous. just jealous. And uh, we had a little bit of information for some of you young ladies in the beginning of the episode. So, uh, you know. <laughs> what you do with that advice is on you. That is a very, I, I appreciate whoever raised her because they raised her with a country elegance that uh is is only homegrown she got she yes. got a strong black mama that's for sure she got a strong black mama and uh gotta love it man yeah for everybody who's new to the podcast welcome appreciate you i hope you're a danny brown fan that's who that was that we played in the beginning his new album you know what what is it you know what time you know what, you I'm, know saying? what i'm saying i don't know why i want to say time you know what i'm saying but he did it in a very like music soul child fashion. So it's kind of yes, confusing. That is exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of confusing to read. So crammed together. Yeah. But, um, you know, Danny's back. He's been gone for a while. You know, got a haircut. He's clean. Using his grown man voice. Most of the album this time. I, you know, I'm, I was jamming. I thought Danny Brown, I miss Danny Brown. I didn't realize how much I miss Danny Brown. So they had this new album out. It's a long long. time since his last. Well, no, that's not. That's not true. When did uh, Atrocity Exhibition come out? Was it 17 or 16? 2016. So it's been a while. So yeah, it was kind of a while though. But he be on his span. So he did, you know, Triple X came out in 2012. And then he dropped a debut old in 2013. Then in 2016, it was Atrocity Exhibition. And we ain't heard from since. He's been kind of dealing through things. He's got a TV show now. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Vice on the TV shows though. Like when Vice be like, we got a new show. I'd be like, but y'all network is like y'all on the brink of being canceled i mean yeah for sure they are i just like i'm happy for danny to have the show yeah i'm glad they paying them i don't know see this is again this is the same group who would not pay jesus and narrow narrow. and now look where they at they like real struggling while jesus and them they they cool these is they they're good they're over there chilling very good they got showtime money yeah good for them because that that left that left room open for danny brown to go have a couch to sit on right you know and he did he gave us this album so for everybody who checked out the album i hope you appreciated it i did uh it was it was a couple of surprises and hopefully we can get a review out for it because again yo 11 songs 34 minutes you know what that Can't is spins that's getting Facts. spins like all at the end of the day sometimes i go on to apple music and i see these new albums from rappers i've never heard of and i'm willing to give a nigga a chance until I look at your track listing and I don't know who you are and I don't know where you, you came from. 38 tracks and it's an hour and 26 minutes long. Sir, I don't know who you think you are, but you are not that nigga. You need to take 25 of them tracks off. Give us your best. <laughs> give us your best seven and keep it pushing, dog. What happened to give us your best? Like, what is, what is this I mean, putting every fair, song on the album? Give us your best was never really a thing in hip hop. I know. We grew up in the era of niggas with 22 track albums as well. I know. And that's why I'm really tracks, eight like skits. That. Yeah. I, that's why I'm that's why I be waiting for rappers to put out their best of because I ain't trying to go back and listen to seven albums with twenty two <laughs> tracks. Y'all niggas is tripping, dog. Y'all were never that hot. Like this just be real. You niggas was never that hot. Eleven tracks. Y'all ain't getting paid past eleven tracks anyway. We've been through this before. The label is not paying you past the eleven track. All them extra tracks is free. So it's completely it's unnecessary. Hot 10, baby. Keep it moving. It's completely unnecessary. 
I definitely missed the days. Save the rest for the next album if that's what you really want to put out all these songs. I mean, I think, I'm sorry, but I just don't think all your songs be that great. That's why we don't have a whole lot of classics. Oh, they don't. They don't be that's that the great. That's the reality. Like, there, there was yeah. a reason that labels was like, yo, uh, everything we putting on your album that's coming out was a single at some point. Because they tested it with the audience. If it hit, it hit. If it didn't, you in trouble. Because right. you'll get shoved in a hot, in a hot second. Over, it's a whole lot of niggas still in line in Motown waiting for their albums to drop. <laughs> I got the vinyl right here, dog. I'm just waiting for them to put it on the shelf. I'm gonna be a star. Okay, nigga. Mm-hmm. Wasting tracks, dog. I mean, really though. But that's the thing. Like in my mind, because like I'm, you know, fuck around with making music and stuff, and I hate about ninety nine point nine percent of the shit that I make. So in my mind, it's like, don't you hate these songs? Can't you hear that they're garbage? Like I can hear that they're garbage, but a lot of people apparently in their creative process don't go, oh, this song is trash. Let me not put this out. They hear it and go, oh, this is fire. People definitely need track 26 on this album. And I don't know. You know what it is? I guess not everybody has that gene. You know what it is? You know. Some niggas just can't hear their own nonsense. Like after listening. I guess so. After listening to Amanda Seals recant for the 15th time her Emmy Ooh. story, some people can't hear their own nonsense. They just Yo, can't okay. hear Okay, so you listen to that podcast, right? Twice, my nigga. Twice. So, is it just her talking by herself? Yes. Oh, no. Fuck that. Bruh. Solo podcasts are the worst, man. There's only, like, two that I like. I, don't, I, won't, say, I won't say solo podcasts are the worst, because I'm really trying to work on, a, work on like, my own solo drink that's short and to the point not, not an hour saying, nigga like, they are always like terrible i'm just minutes, saying nigga. usually they drive me crazy yeah i like dissect that's one dude talking the whole time yeah it'd be I like, like crime town that's one dude talking the whole time if you have like a focused topic like you're like like mind you i wanted to do movies and television shows that i don't see enough people talking about and i want to keep it straight to the yeah. point that was pretty much it not these long-winded fucking rant ons like just hitting on why you should watch it why you shouldn't watch it this is dope. This isn't dope. These were my favorite parts. This shit made no sense. Like stuff like that. Quick show. Right. 20, 25 minute podcast at the most for a solo tip. That's pretty much because I'm going to be trying to pump them out regularly because I watch a whole lot of shit. That's what I'm working but on. Then you're on that now. same brevity tip. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amanda Seals did a whole like she broke her podcast into two podcasts, dog. And both of them is an hour long by herself. Nope. That's too much by herself. Too much. No, but not for her. Like, I think she took three breaths during the whole hour. Like it, it brevity no, is not her thing. Like she, man, listen. Like I said the same thing, Mike. But it is easy. It is very entertaining to listen to thirty minutes of crazy. Yeah, thirty minutes of crazy, not two hours of crazy. Oh no, yeah, no. I checked out of the second part. I listened to like That's what five I'm minutes. I could so I like, listen nah. to thirty minutes of crazy all day, no sweat. Yeah, yeah. No, she crazy as damn bad book. Not to mention that I've like everybody <laughs> has their own formula for their podcast the way it's produced how they use sounds of course. bumpers loops stuff like that like us we do a right. uh, very info an infomercial style interview i mean uh, intro with the girl giving y'all you know some basics on how to keep your stuff clean and then we lead into a dope new track that you should probably be listening to from an album that might have dropped recently or i could have played something oh it just depends on how i'm feeling that night uh, amanda right. seals producer for her podcast which i'll tell y'all what it's called it's called small doses i don't care if you go listen to it Cause you know, y'all yeah. niggas, a lot of y'all niggas think she's funny anyway, and I don't understand that, but it's whatever. She, she first, she gets into this podcast. She rambles for an hour, and then to add insult to what the fuckery, she goes back over the podcast and she adds 
sound effects and dings and like vocal transformations throughout the podcast to put emphasis on certain points or words that in her mind needed to stand out and needed your extra attention. Like she goes back to her podcast and she'll be like, she'd be like, mama used to tell me if a nigga ain't got your back, don't have that nigga's back word. Because if you like, she'll do shit like that. And she does it the <laughs> whole show. I'm telling y'all, I, I have I have dubbed this type of podcast production bipolarific. There's a cave of wonders. It is all <laughs> over the place, dog. Like it is the most bipolarish sounding shit. Is it's like Sesame Street dings, like word of the day. Like you can like she, like she'll 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 drop an idea and you'll hear she'll give you a ding after it. It is oh, like this is a light bulb moment. Yes. Oh wow! And she does voice changes. Like if she's repeating, if she's paraphrasing something a dude said, all of a sudden her voice goes deep. But it's like the added deep effect. It's the pitch change for death. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> and if she's talking like somebody that's not her, then she and it's a woman. She high pitches it. She does this for the whole show, and it's her voice the whole time. Yeah, that ain't it for me. I feel like for me, first off, she crazy. Like she is legit. <laughs> she is she seems full, like she got issues. She is full blown crazy in her recap of this Emmy party story. There are so many, mm, ma'am, nah, see, mm-mm, that's where you fucked up. It's so many moments like that that after a while, it's just like, nah, this is like, you just like fucking up. You like stepping in shit. How many times can you step in shit with two feet? I don't know, but I'm counting. I'm still counting. Cause you going hard. You running a mile and shit in the same place. It's crazy. You just keep stepping in it. Like stepping in it. Like you ain't know it was there. And every time you step in it again, it's a surprise on your face. It's, it's she, she is able. I feel like the only person who should be the only people who could carry an hour long podcast with vocal mm-hmm. inflections, sound effects, deans, bumpers, shit like that. And it, and it not sound very windows movie maker audio version ish is someone like Cree summers who is a voice voice actress who does like character acting with her voice and yeah somebody who's naturally expressive like that no but but is also a professional at doing it like understands how to piece together different different uh contextual arguments and stuff but using different voices and emphasis and adding personality here and different inflections here and it not sound bipolarific i and i don't know some people gonna listen it's gonna be like yo it's not cool like i'm bipolar i get it some of y'all are bipolar she sounds bipolar like i've never heard an audio version of something that just sounds all over the place like it full-on is manic expression throughout her explanation of her issues and her holdups with people and things that she calls professionalism. Like this nigga legit had the audacity to say that the Emmy's party she couldn't get into wasn't a personal party. I was like, 
That's what I'm party. saying. Like what? the party it's... thrown by somebody who didn't like her and didn't invite her. It that's, was an invite yes. only party. That's that's personal. I don't. Like... She said it wasn't Twan. She said it wasn't personal because it wasn't at their house. Hold up. Even if it wasn't personal, it's an invite only. You didn't get invited. That, right. Like you. Like I couldn't just walk into the HBO party or the NBC party she went to. Because I'm <laughs> like not it's re- famous. It's really that simple, dog. I'm not so, on the list. I'm not on the list. She wasn't on the list. And nobody wanted to add her to the list. That's the other thing. See, if niggas like you, they'll add you to the list. That's why as a photographer, as a concert photographer, I make friends with people. So if I happen to not be on the list, they might, you know, let me in anyway. Nigga might be like, I don't see you. Oh, you know what? I found you, my nigga. You right here. She was on the list. Do not let this motherfucker in. That's the blacklist. She was on. <laughs> she was on the blacklist for the Black Emmys party. That's the list she that's, was on. That's what the best basic was. It wasn't even like, oh, we don't know you. It was like, no, specifically, do not let this person in. And this wasn't the <laughs> right. first time. And they were like, okay. This was the second yeah. time she had issues at the Black Emmy party, thrown by the same person that she starts off telling the story, saying they don't like each other. Why are you showing up at niggas' parties that don't like you? You don't Duh. like them. They don't like you. But you want to hang out with your done. friends. I ain't never done. I ain't never going to a party at the house of a person I don't like. It's so many. She has so many other options. Like she was at the NBC party. She was at the HBO party. She left those parties to go to the Black Emmy party. Couldn't get into the Black Emmy party. Why ain't you sashay Shantae your ass back to the HBO party? They already let you in. They should. They should let you why, back in. Right? Why'd you leave? A, why'd you leave a party to go to one that you, you know the do. person who runs it, and you know they don't want you there? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a segment called "You Already Knew." You already knew it was gonna be trouble when you showed up at that motherfucking party. Yes, <laughs> you, I feel like that's why you had your. That's why you had your camera out and ready. Yo, she really pitched a pitched a fit tent curbside and started randomly grabbing other black celebrities that was on the list to see if they could plus one her ain't enough plus ones for you boo that's the problem everybody could be like you her you they friend you still ain't getting in because you that same nigga don't matter who friend you is you still amanda ain't nobody letting you they don't want to let you in also the person who runs it because she did get it and all the security came was like nah nigga she walked past (laughs) them it's like I did a whole like Twitter thing like a Twitter story or whatever explaining my understanding after listening to the podcast two times because it's so entertaining listening to it two times to kind of get the layout of what happened and to give y'all a quick rundown so you don't have to listen to that 35 minutes of just girl no girl no no she showed up with uh, she showed up with a nigga named Kendrick I think he works on uh, insecure too. They came from the HBO party. She showed up with Kendrick. She was his plus one. Here's the first problem. There's an insecure table in the Black Emmys party. You just came from the HBO party. You was in the NBC party, but you had to be somebody's plus one to get into the <laughs> Black Emmy party where they had a table for the only fucking show on television that you're on. That, that's like if I went somewhere and I was like, you know what? I need a plus one to get into where my 40 acres table. 
Right, exactly. Bruh. Okay, so that's the first thing. And let me give y'all a bare man basic example of how I know Amanda understands the game. Look at her character, Tiffany, on Insecure. Ain't no way you gonna ever convince me that if there was an episode, and I hope they do this next season, that if there was an episode where she was at a party and Issa couldn't get in because Issa wasn't on the list, Tiffany would be like, my bad, boo, I can't get you in. And she will walk right back in that party and enjoy herself because that's Tiffany's fucking character. Because Tiffany's character is partly based off Amanda Seals in general. Yes, yes. So for her to act like she don't understand how niggas can't get her in a party knowing damn well if it was reversed and she could get a nigga party, she would roll in without your ass? Come on, son. Like at no point on that show is that character Tiffany anywhere near like I'm working extra overtime to try to do something for any of y'all. Literally at the end of the last season, we found out she got a whole nother set of bougie friends that she ain't even introduced her girls to. Cause she already planned on leaving the clip. That's her character. So you show up. Kendrick is like you, his plus one. They like, no, you're not. He's going in alone. We don't hear about Kendrick Kendrick, no more. after that. The fact that Kendrick let her be the plus one. Kendrick already knew. He knew Kendrick and knew fully, there was a table. Well, Kendrick fully know that the person who, run, who, who threw this party don't like her. No. <laughs> so Kendrick, Kend- you don't hear nothing about Kendrick in the rest of the story. You know why? Because Kendrick was inside. Kendrick was right. in. No, I'm like, I'm like, Kendrick knew was like, I mean, you can be my plus one. I ain't breaking nobody else. Here's, here's the method. Like, like, no, no. What were you saying? What were you, what were you saying? No, I was like, I was like, I feel like because Kendrick worked at the show. I feel like Kendrick knew the beef between the two. He knows who throwing the party and he knows this beef with Amanda. Right. But he's yes. like, mm, I got a plus one. Come on through. No. And then when he got to the door, the person was like, you can't go in. He was like, I holla at you, boo. He, <laughs> he, he hit her with her. I tried. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Kanye shoulder shrug. I tried. And he walked yeah. in. Like, and that's not out. even, that's not even the worst, worst part. The worst, worst part is that she brought a plus one. She was somebody else's plus one and brought her girl how, Kiki. How, that, that's not how plus ones work. Bruh. Th- but this, that's, how, that's how you get shot at a, uh, at a wedding. Oh, nigga, 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 because I ain't got a plate for your friend. I don't have a plate for you. I ain't got a plate for your friend. <laughs> your friend can't do this. When we sent out them invitations, we was legit strict. <laughs> don't bring your kids because I ain't got a plate for them little bastards. <laughs> They're going to be eating your plus, food. Plus one of a plus one. Mm-mm, that's plus two. Everybody get mean. one plate. No doubling up. They're going to be eating your food. You're going to go home half hungry. <laughs> like, nah. But so she brings a friend named Kiki. Kiki, of course, can't ain't really doing shit, but acting. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what Kiki was doing because Kiki is not a person in the industry. Kiki was just hanging out with her friend Amanda and that nigga Kendrick that Amanda knows that was uh, had Amanda down as her plus one, which made Kiki a plus plus one. Which is really some you you trying to doubt you listen. If you bring a friend that don't nobody know, you better know somebody that's got some power bring plus one to a to a event you ain't invited to you better know somebody body so kendrick can't get her in they got her standing outside all of a sudden in the story she tries to turn it into like it's a race thing that because it's a white girl named kiara at the door because white people don't work publicists and and door shit like they don't host part they don't host events they're not party planners and stuff like that like clearly come on man that your racing had nothing to do with it she let all them other niggas through Kiara, little, little, she she knew who paid her bills. Yeah, Vanessa. <laughs> she knew who was writing that check. Vanessa was writing that check. That's right. Yeah, nothing to do with Amanda was not writing that check. She said, mm, you can't come in. And then like, it just... Fact, that white woman had one job. <laughs> make, make sure, sure Amanda, Amanda come don't in. come in. 
she did and and this, the story from there just becomes very repetitive because she gra- she sees Janet Jackson's manager. Like what what kills me about this the first time she had this she had this happen to her the year last year. She was with Jill Scott. When she tells the story, Jill Scott's manager was the one that went and tried to get her in without any issues. Not Jill Scott. They'll, she don't say nothing about my girl Jill Scott tried to like sung a tune and got me in, take a walk around the block, and walk me inside. Like <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Jill, Jill Scott didn't uh, do that for uh, her. So we get to this year and she starts name dropping all these people. And I love listening to her do her best game first impersonation while telling this story. Cause none of them niggas vouched for her that was the actual niggas. Like she goes, she sees Janet Jackson's manager. And Janet Jackson's manager is like, girl, why are you standing outside? Because everybody keep asking why she's standing outside. And you know the only reason they asking that is because she like, y'all, they got me outside. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason niggas is asking. So he's oh. like, he like, girl, why are you outside? And according to her, she's like, because they won't let me in. Kiara, the white girl at the door, won't let my black ass in. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go talk to Vanessa. I'm going to go holla at Kiara. G- guess what? We don't hear about him no more. You know why? Because he got in. <laughs> <laughs> he could he tried to get her in they wouldn't let her in he was like let me you know what this is this is the quintessential yo ass getting left outside if you show up with somebody as they plus one and when you get to the door they let your, your homeboy in but they tell you i can't let you in and your homeboy turns back and looks at you from the other side of the rope and he listen. goes hold on dog I'm going to go find somebody. I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. That, that nigga coming back. is not coming back. <laughs> Yo ass going to be outside nigga. all night. He's not coming back, bro. Unless that is your, your, your number one. You know what I mean? That got to be somebody close to you. Go find a dentist. It might not even be like a sibling because like your brother or your sister might just leave your ass out there. Real like, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not coming back for you, dog. That's why they on the other side of that rope. They'd be on. They'd be on that side fighting with you. Like Martin didn't walk across that bridge by himself. Martin walked with everybody else. Martin didn't go to the other side of the line. I was like, hold on, niggas, I'm holding y'all a spot over here. And, <laughs> I'm holding y'all a spot of freedom. All right. I, I'm holding some civil rights for y'all over here. When you get inside, you get them. Like, nah, bro. That's not how that works. So he goes inside, and then Elijah Kelly shows up, and Elijah Kelly also is like. Amanda, great black actress, star of all of the wonderful sitcoms whose name everybody knows, funniest of funniest black women comedians ever to host an HBO special. Why are you outside? And Amanda's like, well, they just won't let me in because they don't understand. I'm the bed, I'm the bed middle of blackery. And, and he's like, okay, let me find Vanessa because everybody looking for Vanessa, but can't nobody find her inside the party. It's her party, by the way. Everybody looking for Vanessa. And then Vanessa up there like, look, don't worry about it. You want some of these wings, though? (laughs) (laughs) At least three niggas attempted (laughs) at least three niggas attempted to plus one her and it did not go her way. So finally, she just storms past security and she walks in and Kiki walks in with her. This might be my favorite part of the story, because this is proof that they just don't like Amanda. Amanda goes in. Kiki goes in with her. Kiki goes to the bathroom. When Kiki comes back out of the bathroom, Amanda is circled. I mean, security is circled around Amanda and they are trying to get her out of there. Guess who they don't give a fuck about? Kiki. Kiki, a better one than me. 
because I would have went and got me some food and something to drink and sat down at the insecure mm-hmm. table. I'd have been like, girl, <laughs> the bathroom, and I didn't. I was looking for you. <laughs> I ain't even see you, man. Girl it was so much fun. I got lost. <laughs> but so so Kiki comes back, and Kiki supposedly, according to Amanda, backs her up, and they both get escorted back outside. How does Kiki back her up? Just walks with her. Like I'm trying it's, to figure out what, does, what did Kiki do. Supposedly she's like, "Oh no, nah, girl, no." Nah. Why they doing you like this? A lot of she basically doing what Amanda is doing that she that Amanda claims no, she didn't Kiki, do. Kiki know why to do it like this. Y'all snuck in. <laughs> this this Kiki, this ain't your first club. God. You done got you done snuck in somewhere. Somebody that found out you'd be like, you know what? You got to go now. So it was fun while it lasted. They security tells her straight up. Listen, Vanessa, not the white girl named Kiara, not the niggas at the door. Vanessa. Sent word out via Dove and Pigeon that your ass Nigga. can't come in. You Nigga, specifically smoke signals. cannot come in. Okay. She hit people with the ski you. She was like, that nah. It's etched that in one. stone. She wrote it in Braille. Your ass can't come in. And and Amanda goes. Well, I need to talk to Vanessa because I need to know why I can't come. Oh my God! Just leave. Oh my God! Just the, leave. This this whole thing is hilarious to me because when we we knew nothing about the the ins and outs, we would just right. listen to that little video she put up there, and we all came to the conclusion that she won't invite it at all. Mm-hmm. Like we we all do. Like when you get in and the security comes find you, you're invited. You extremely right. not in So we already knew that. We didn't need to know all the details. So she puts this out and like nobody really like people, some people say something about it, but nobody really says something about it. And then she's like, you know what? Because I didn't get people on my side. I have to further go into it. And then people are like, child, calm the fuck down. And then she's like, everybody's out here rooting for my downfall. <laughs> and she was like, nigga, <laughs> you brought this up. Yo, we listen. Do not care. Listen to this part. Please listen to this part because, like, this is so good. Professionalism, and to deal with this type of informality, and to deal with this type of literal just fucking petty ass fuckery, and Hollywood is so rife with this. But I really, you know, you know me. Like, I'm always just like, yeah, but why we got to do that as a sisterhood? Like, why is that even necessary? And I had to remain professional. And some people would say, well, if you were being professional, then you wouldn't even say who she is. Fuck that. Some behavior does not deserve the luxury of anonymity. (laughs) And this was an instance where, no, no, no. 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 I'm not going to have this story told by other people without me telling my stories. I may not have felt the the need to say that's that's why that's Bruh, my favorite nobody. part. Nobody, told you, you told the story. That's why that's my favorite part. She was the immediately first one who told the story because the she publicist, Instagrammed it the right there from the street. Nothing. She Instagrammed it right there from the street. She was outside on Instagram before Thank Elijah you. Kelly and them showed up, already telling niggas they wouldn't let her in, and a white girl named Kiara at the door wouldn't let her in to the Black Emmy party. She immediately tried to turn it into a race thing. The white girl named Kiara won't let me in to the Emmy party. Yeah, and it was the whole time it was the blow. The black woman who runs the runs the party that doesn't like you didn't invite you to the party. Would not let you come in. Then when you tried to bum rush through and get in 
because your professionalism told you that was the right thing to do. <laughs> Security professionally <laughs> escorted your ass back outside. Then when they told you Vanessa didn't want to talk to you because she was inside popping bottles, you were like... Also because Vanessa don't like you. And Vanessa don't have to because it's her party and you can cry outside if you want to. You just can't do it inside. <clears throat> she's standing outside and she tells them, well, you know, she starts going in on the owner of the club because he comes outside and she starts talking about his establishment. Okay, so now not only are you shitting on the person that's hosting the party, now you're shitting on the nigga who actually hired the security and runs the establishment in general. So you're definitely not getting it now. You're not getting in through the roof. You're not getting in through a chimney. No ho-ho-hos. You ain't leaving no presents. Your ass ain't coming in through the back door, up through the basement. You're not getting in at all. Like, they know you now. Your face is on a poster on the wall inside, and your ass ain't never coming back. You'll never be invited to the Black Emmys. And they're going to have another one next year. Your ass can't go. It's already this year. It ain't even next year, and you already can't go. So she starts fighting with him. Now she claims that she started, she's she's like telling him off. And at this point, she keeps saying that she was professional. But you have been trying to get into this party for like what is what seems at least to be about 20, 30 minutes at this point from the street. Everybody walking past you and they see what's going on. You trying to get in, you all up in this man's face. She claims some white boy security guard jumped in and pushed his chest up against her. And she she claims it took everything in her body for her not to wild out on the white boy security guard. And I'm I'm just like, but what would you gonna do though? Cause I've seen security guards. What would you gonna do? Besides act a mess. Also, look, I don't know what the security guard did, but I feel like if nothing else, security guard was doing his job. Of not letting the person outside come inside. Okay. So there's a table inside. And she can't she couldn't even get this story straight. She claimed she was at she walked inside, she bum rushed through them, she sat down at the insecure table. Then she claims the security was surrounding her and she was inside but couldn't they surrounded her and she could see there was an insecure table but she couldn't get to it because they wouldn't let her inside. Like this is what she said in the podcast. Okay, like I'm not making this up. And she claims like Avon and Tasha and all of them is inside sitting at the this insecure table. Ain't none of your buddies come to get you. Like, I'm sorry, ma'am. It's pretty much written. It's, it's written right there in front of your face. It's written all over your face. They don't like you. And they don't want to come in. They don't want to come outside and get you. This is the reality. But, but the thing is, it ain't that they don't like you because you ain't had to go that far. The person who ran the party didn't invite you. And that person doesn't like you. The first time. That's, she, like, that's it. If I have a friend, like me and Mike are friends. Yep. If I have another friend who I that's having a party, Mike and that friend don't get along. Right. I as a grown person who's not in high school, <laughs> all are two grown people. Right? Either we work this shit out or it ain't your fault one way Thank or the you. other. So if I'm at the party, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I'm going to this party." Hey, man, I'm gonna let you know that's yeah. so and so party that you don't like. Right. Hey, man, I'm trying to roll in though. I, I, that's on you, man. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> right. From the hill that you this have is the information. So you are an adult. You can take care of yourself after this. So that when I was in this party, they come get you, say you can't come in. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, I told you. Hey, I told you. you hey, man, like, party. It's not even. I told you. I told you some shit you already do." So I had to I like part, but I feel like also there's a part of you on the other side that'd be like, oh, it's so and so party. All right, man, have fun. That's it. 
No, I don't want to go because I don't like that person. And that nigga don't, don't like want, me. I don't even want exactly. to be around them. Like, I'll celebrate with my black friends. I'll call y'all niggas up next weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay at the party. HBO party. I'll see y'all later tonight. Right. Holler me when y'all go and get some wings or something. Exactly. <laughs> <With, laughs> uh, you got to hit up Waffle House and get it in. You know what I mean? We can, we can, we can meet up. We can meet at the after, after party. Bro, I'm going to hit up the HBO party. Y'all have fun over there. I don't know, you know if you remember. Mean? I don't know if you remember, Swan. We was in high school. I didn't go to the prom. I did not go to our prom in high school. You know what I did do, though? I met up with y'all niggas lit, at fucking IHOP afterwards. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm not going to the prom. Boom. They're not going to do the one thing. Yeah. Yo, I didn't pay for a prom ticket. I'm not on the list. They're not going to let me in. I holla at y'all at the after party. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to let me that in. That is true. They did check. They would not have let your ass in there. I holla at y'all at the after party. And even though I was the prom committee chairman, I couldn't have been like, yo, that's my man. Let him in. <laughs> he go to the school. You don't recognize him? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Teacher to be like, in my third period. That's my, you know, right. he's my student. Yo, the, the nigga diploma right here. Look, look, he go here. He he, <laughs> right. he go here. He went here. He been here. I know. Like, no, I know he go to school. He ain't going to this prom. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the list. Oh my god. You know. Yeah, we know, know you black and you work in Hollywood. You're not going to this black Hollywood party. Sorry. Yo, that's my picture right there. I was on the track team right there behind you. I can't get in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the insecure table. Like, yo, I'm on that show. All right. So I w- let me see if I can find the beginning of this where she talks about the first time she had issues with Vanessa. And I was like, this should have been the end of the story right here. And because me and Vanessa don't like each other, I did go. <laughs> that should have been the end of the story. That should have been it. Boy, full stop. Our body's healthy in the long run. Oh, my God. Do not take it if they're going to make it this evening and have to verbalize them so they can be Hold processed up. properly. You didn't do that? That was her podcast? No, that was absolutely her podcast. Yes. That's oh her. God. That is her podcast. All right. Okay. This is a real thing. And sometimes you may have to verbalize it like five, five times, times in one day. day. Oh my God. Cause it's like five different stages <laughs> that you've gone through to continue to figure it out. And in my experiencing this situation too, I was talking to a friend about it and she just basically was just like, well, Oh my God. I love this part. Cause this is me. This is me. I'm also one of her friends. It's not really her friends, but she called me for some shit. Here we go. If you have a Capricorn as a friend, you will be you will listen to what she's saying and you'll go duh that's what it is and you know you can deal with it and onwards and upwards and i was like you know i really would appreciate if you had just kind of like met me at the madness of it first before providing an unsolicited like solution or advice and she was like well i don't meet at the madness what i mean when i say meet at the madness i just mean like indulge my crazy is what she means but she's going to give you a better explanation meet me at the processing phase it's like if someone's house burns down, you don't show up and be like, okay, let's go get another house. Like, first, it's like we need to, like, process the damage. What? You know, we need to assess the damage. We what? need to deal with, like, the stuff that you lost in the fire that emotionally bothers you, the stuff that you lost in the fire that, like, is a practical issue. Like, you know, you lost that doll that, that you were given by your grandma, but you also lost your security card. And- she's, a, she's comparing what happened to her to Black Emmy's parties to somebody's house burning down. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was no law that you need to process. It's so much crazy. What, what loss so... do you need to process? Her feelings were hurt, Twan. Exactly. Okay. She, she lost confidence. Her passport. You know what I mean? Like, so you sometimes in, in certain life situations, you just want a friend to meet you at the madness first. Capricorns do not do this, but I'm going to continue. And this friend said to me, well, I'm not the friend that you call to vent. Capricorns are not the friends you call to vent. Hey, also, you need to know your friends. 
Do you know got you know your some of your friends you can't be damn right to. you need to know your friends. Yeah, exactly. Some people be like, yo, shut your ass up. <laughs> that's me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, right. That's what I'm saying. Look, you got a friend like that. Don't come to them for that type of if it's something stupid. You know what I mean? Especially no, you're not calling them that you're not actually call them because your house did burn down. You know what right. I mean? Your friend, if your friend house no burned down, people would be more sympathetic. Your friend's gonna be like, oh man, that sucks, man. I'm sorry damn. to hear that. You know what I mean? Right. Dog. But you call yeah, him, I can to a party. Like, nigga, what? Nobody cares about that now. You woke me up, nigga, for this? Nigga, that right. was yesterday. Move on to tomorrow. <laughs> like, come on. Okay, so this is what makes it better, though. Like, she keeps digging holes deeper with her own logic. This has nothing to do with professionalism, but it was just like... That shit is so distracting. Oh, my God. Dog. And it really, like, let me know that, like, okay, so I'm not as close to this person as I thought I was. Because I've never heard anything like that said before. I'm not the friend you call to vent. I come up with solutions. But I never ask her for solutions. I'm not interested in her solutions because I don't necessarily think that she's the best at solutions in relation to me. So why the fuck did you call me, Amanda? Why is you (laughs) ringing my number, Amanda, to talk to me about an incident? Why is you venting to me if you don't think I have good solutions and I probably ain't really your friend? You just want to call and talk at me. Like, fuck that. Friends don't call and talk at people. That was a. She tried to call other people. That was a friend to answer. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, she went down the list. Like you calling to talk at me. I hate when people do. Like I'm sorry. Maybe it's just a Capricorn thing. I don't know. I'm not a person that just sits and listens to people's problems to be like. They be like, yo. So I accidentally I poured gasoline on myself this week and I wasn't thinking. And then I went outside. I smoked, lit a cigarette, and I caught on fire, dog. And I was like standing there on fire, and I was screaming and shit, and it was really hurting, and I was in pain, <laughs> and I was like, man fire burns and you know i don't know man like i kind of just stood there on fire screaming in pain i'm not the friend that's gonna sit there and be like dog i understand what you're going through i understand that you was on fire and you was in pain and sometimes stuff like that happens in life but i think you're strong enough to get through the pain you know the third degrees and uh you know next time hopefully life just doesn't put your ass near gas with a cigarette i don't know like you know bad things just happen to people i guess i'm gonna get to be like dog you couldn't find water Nobody could pat you down. You couldn't roll around, nigga. Like, you didn't stop dropping DMX roll. Like, you couldn't do nothing. You just stood there. Homie, you, you smarter than that, I thought. Stop dropping DMX roll. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you gotta roll fast. Get out of there. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not the person. I am not the person that you call to just vent to, to vent, to be like, I'm venting. Like, if you call me and you actually having a real issue that has a legit solution, at some point, I'm gonna be like, did you try this? Cause you know you might not ever have to deal with this again if you if you try this. I don't. Oh, you don't want a solution. You because you don't like my solutions. You think my solutions are stupid. You just want to. You just want to vent to me. So I'm I'm your phone, bitch. Right. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your phone, bitch. Oh my god! Like the only person who I will sit and let vent to me like that for real on the real is Ashley. That's the only one, and I had to learn that while being in this relationship because I am a fixer. I like to be like, "Yo, let's fix this. Let's get it over with. Let's move on and enjoy life." I'm not a person who wallows and stuff. And Ashley is absolutely way more emotional about stuff than I am. So I had to learn 
to kind of sit and just let her vent about stuff that wasn't actual problems. Like it's like, and she does that. But Amanda, you had an actual problem. You went to a party that niggas didn't want to let you into. This wasn't like a man. I had a bad Monday. I hate Mondays. Monday sucks. Was it a problem though? She made it. She made it a problem. Yes, if you if bro, if you cause it, it's still a problem. It's just a problem you caused. I mean, is it a problem for you though? Is it a problem for everybody else? Well, no, it was her problem. Absolutely, specifically her problem. And security, you had to deal with her being outside that whole time instead of just leaving them in peace, so they could check the list for everybody else that was on it. You know, you called your friend to, to vent about you being stubborn as fuck. And then she went and talked to her therapist about it. And then she went and did two whole hour-long podcast episodes about it. After she, she did the 16-minute Instagram the video. Was like, what made you go into the party when you know you're going to invite it? Son. <laughs> Son. That would have been my question. <laughs> the number one question. Because, you know, we get a little... We got to point out contradictions. So <laughs> why were you so bent on trespassing? Yeah, we got to point out contradictions. That oh could just say this to you. Like, so we, we talked about this before, Amanda. At, at the end of this podcast, <laughs> she has a she has a, a like a, a in closing section that's something that's called like overdose or something like that. I don't know. But in the overdose section of the podcast, she then gives this whole explanation of she kind of does this whole breakdown of just professionalism in the industry and how not to really let people pull you out of your character right like you maintain so her character you, to run into a place she's not invited to no 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 here's here's my here's my thing Twan. and I, I wish like if i could find it i play it so y'all could hear it Essentially, in the overdose part of the podcast, where you have been, you already gotten high as shit off of Amanda, but she's giving you more because she's trying to kill you. In this section of the podcast, she actually explains things in a way that works to support what Vanessa did to her. But she pits it as herself being Vanessa. And at that point, I'm listening to the podcast going, so you completely and absolutely understand why you fucked up and why Vanessa treated you that way. Because you are now saying that it's okay to treat people the way Vanessa treated you. But since it wasn't you doing the treating, since it was you getting tricked, you mad. And you're trying to make it about this whole people aren't professional in the business. No, the only nigga that wasn't professional that night was your ass still outside. Literally, like a right. pimp name slipped back, your ass still outside was the unprofessional nigga. Vanessa should have came outside and said, excuse me, your ass still outside? You're a problem. So call yourself an Uber, your ass still outside. And don't be the better part of your name when I come back. And you still there. Like, if you wrong, you wrong, dog. You had a bad night. And nobody was talking. Janet Jackson's manager didn't send an email to BuzzFeed or anybody talking about what happened to you at the party. Vanessa didn't tweet about what happened to you at the party. White Kiara, nope. who is a hero as far as I'm concerned in this story, <laughs> <laughs> didn't get 20,000 20, Twitter followers for tweeting about how you acted outside or recording you doing it. That's the other thing. 
you were so unknown to these niggas that they didn't even record your famous C ass acting a fool outside. She left and told one of the security guards, the black one, she told the black security guard, I want you to write my, I don't usually do this, which means when people start to send this off like that, that mean they do it all the time. I don't Absolutely. usually do this, but I want you to write my name down and Google me. And when you look me up, you'll see how ridiculous it was that y'all wouldn't let me in the party. And all I kept Dude. thinking was you told the black security guard at the black Emmys party to Google your name when there's a table inside for the show that you're on. Anybody tells me ever in my life to Google them. I'm already, I'm already happy that I kicked you out of something. 100%. I'm fully, I'm fully happy that I kicked you out. That, that you just supported my thing for kicking out. I I might've felt bad at one point and I like, Nope, no longer. You just said, Google me. <laughs> what? Like the, the, this is this, the fact that you think my man's, Brother Black, I'm going to call him Brother Black. Brother Black, Brother Black Guard. The fact that you think Brother Black Guard woke up Monday morning, reached in his pocket, and pulled out a paper, unfolded it, looked at your name, pulled out his phone, and Googled it. That is a whole new upper echelon level of narcissism. Your name that whole night was Crazy Lady. Like the audacity, the gall, nigga, the mm. absolute gall for <laughs> you to tell a nigga, gall. for you to tell a nigga to write your name down so they could Google you at the Black Emmys party for celebrities. That yeah, like I said, just telling somebody to Google your name is enough anyway, Bruh. That, that that that's like yeah, that makes a, you an automatic asshole. There's an asshole statement. Google me. It definitely doesn't make you an asset. Like if niggas don't know who you are, niggas don't care. Especially when part of the party is dedicated to the crew you roll with on television. She like she the first time she claimed she got into it with Vanessa or Vanessa was mean to her, which crazy people always claim everybody mean to them. Mm-hmm. When when she was like Vanessa was mean to me, she went into the party cuz they let her in that year. She goes into the party. She walks up to Issa. She says, yo, Issa, Vanessa was mean to me. She act like she won't let me in. You should tell her to be nicer to me. I just want her to be nice to me. I don't like that bitch either. I just want her to be nice to me. You know what Issa said? Issa said, hey, that's between you and Vanessa. And this is Vanessa's party. Uh And if I'm not about to tell Vanessa how she should be treating people at her own party, y'all got to work that out. So Issa handled it like a grown woman. Oh, okay. It's good to know. Yo, she legit tried to tattletale on Vanessa though. Like, like she had, she handled it as like a grown person. Like, look, she is my publicist. I'm fine with her because she does her job. (laughs) Yes, she's still Issa's publicist. You know what I mean? Today. Like, oh, you don't like her? Then you work that out. Bruh. Y'all got some building to do, I guess. I'm going to say, like, I'm in the party. I'm cool. 
<laughs> do something so y'all can be civil. Like I don't know. And uh, oh my oh my oh, hell, other... just enjoy that you in the party, dog. My other favorite part. My other favorite. <clears throat> so many favorite parts. But my other favorite part. <clears throat> she said, "If I seen somebody else doing that to one of my peoples, I would cause a ruckus for them." Which. I don't know if you intended to make it sound like you the crazy friend, but that's exactly what you just did. You admitted that you the crazy friend and we can't take your ass nowhere because you're going to cause a ruckus. But she said that when she was inside and security was surrounding her and they was telling her she couldn't be in there and they were trying to get her to leave because she wouldn't leave. She said nobody at that party who knows her and she saw their faces and she remembered their names. Nobody caused a ruckus for her. And that made her go, damn dog. This Hollywood stuff ain't none of you niggas like me because ain't none of y'all cause a ruckus for me. Ma'am. Ma'am. You ain't worth the energy. Like if everybody looking at you like you not worth the energy, you not worth the energy. Rihanna just did an interview. They was like, dog, did you turn down a halftime show doing halftime at the Super Bowl to stand beside Colin? She was like, Absolutely. When they was at the Black Emmys party and it was like, dog, did any of y'all try to go outside and get Amanda to come in? Did any of y'all pull Vanessa, Vanessa inside and be like, girl, just let her come in? Absolutely not. <clears throat> Ain't nobody causing a ruckus for you. And to, to expect your friends to cause a ruckus for you. Like, I, you know, me, Twan, Mike Deidre, we... First of all, we're grown. We're grown-ups. So we don't even be Absolutely. going places worried about having to throw records with somebody. Deidre typically, like, I already know Deidre going to have people's back. I already know Twan and Mike going to have people's back. But it's going to be an educated back having. Okay? It ain't going to be just like, what? You wilding on my boy? And it will come flying over the crowd, swinging at niggas' heads. Like, it's not going to, it doesn't work like that. If me and a right. dude get into an argument, like, Twan and Mike are not going to jump in and be like, yo, just jump this nigga. Like, it's going to be like, yo, we right here. We watching just to make sure nothing crazy. But, you know, Brandon is a grown person. He can handle this. The same way I would look at them. Yo, Mike is in exactly. it with somebody. I'm just, I'm on the peripherals making sure ain't nobody else going to try to snuff him or no crazy shit like that. Like, yeah. I'm here for support, but I'm not about to jump in and throw hands for this man. I'll throw hands I, with look, this man, but I'm not throwing hands for this man. That's an important distinction, too. Yeah. And I look, I might get to the point where I pull you back. Like, hey, dog, man, we don't have to do with like, you. Yo, you wildin', relax. This ain't, this ain't the time, man. This Most of the time, that's what's going to happen. Most of the time, it's walking away. Most of the time, we're going to walk away. Dog, let's just walk this way. There, there are so many other but ways to handle this. that pop off like that anyway. No, we don't do that. We don't do that. But this, this, the, the arrogance for you to expect people to sacrifice themselves for you when you acting a fool. Yo, you a terrible friend. Right, like you a terrible you're trying friend. To get your friends in some trouble because of your bullshit. You a terrible girlfriend. You a terrible college friend. You a terrible best friend. Like you just a terrible friend, dog. You are not a safe person to be around. You do not create a safe space. Fuck that shit. I'm not about. I'm not out here about to wild out for nobody that's wilding on their own. Uh uh-uh. uh. You crazy. That's that's insane. Ash won't even let me do that for her. Like we've definitely right. been out the street and people have said stuff. And I've been like, yo, I'm about to wow. Ash, like I'm walking in that direction. Dog, and Ashley is pulling too. me in the other direction. Ashley's like, no, no, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. All right. Cause it's you. Cause it only cause it's you. 
Like I see her scared. Let me let me leave. Let's just well, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. I ain't gonna wild out. Cause something might happen to her because I wild out. Let me leave. But that's just that's that is such a crazy and selfish mentality to have. Y'all ain't cause a ruckus for me. What? We black people, we should all be causing ruckuses for people. Nah, we grown ups. We should be trying to figure out how to go out into the world without having to cause a ruckus to do shit. Right. <laughs> but okay. I see we're working with some eighth grade education right here. Like you still going through puberty with your reactions. So not a lot of logic there, but yeah, that uh, I absolutely recommend going and listening to the podcast. I think that it is. I think it tests your, I think it tests your crazy. I think if you agree with the stuff that she's saying, you should absolutely get a therapist. Cause it's some stuff that you need to work out. Get a therapist before your ass get in some trouble. Cause a lot of y'all just don't have the luck that Amanda Seals has. She somehow is able to waddle her way through existence in just some seeming like some of the most disruptive fashion possible. And it's still afforded opportunities. I don't understand it. You know, I think it's some light skin power behind it. I don't, I don't know where mine is. I'm still trying to figure it out, but I would not recommend that y'all do that shit. Just be better people dog that's exactly that's crazy she's wilding but that was definitely one of the best things i listened to this week i did not expect that story to be so crazy i couldn't get through all them sound effects and shit all the reverb and stuff that would drive me absolutely crazy it's it is not an easy task yeah i was like at one point i was like yeah i might actually go back and listen to this nah not happening hmm like I say, it's like if the Maybach Music Girls did a podcast produced by T Pain's vocal vocoder coach. Like, it's <laughs> so much unnecessary shit going on in that podcast outside of all the stuff she's saying. Right. I just, whoo. I, I absolutely wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, but I was, comp- I was all the way here for it after I skipped the first 30 minutes. Cause I wanted to go straight <laughs> to the story. That's, that's where I was trying to get to. So let's do, let me do some voicemails while I go get this other story. That's going to turn into a rant because we had one of those situations in the group this week where I thought somebody posted something and I was like, well, this will be, we'll all agree on this. And that's not what happened. That is, Uh, 90-something percent of the people who commented were there. But everybody wasn't there. (laughs) And I I was kind of blown by that. So, okay. Here here we go. Let's play these voicemails first. I don't have a sound effects for voicemail. Let me, um... Voicemail. Alright, here we go. Good afternoon, children of the Most High God. This is your favorite Negro from Portland, Oregon. And you guys were talking about TV tropes, well, a couple episodes ago. And um, as I was listening, I started thinking about rapper tropes. And then I started to think about, yo, what 
how many or what rappers lost their rapping skill after they cut their hair or changed their hair? And my first thought was like ludicrous. Ludicrous went down the drain after he cut his hair. And then I started to think, what is the best verse Ludicrous ever dropped? Ludicrous don't get enough credit. I'm just saying. I think his best verse for me is probably One Minute Man off of Missy Elliott. But what y'all think? Uh hope y'all doing good. Hope everybody's good. Um, I ain't heard nothing about Luke in a while. What's going on, Deidre? Um, <laughs> hope everybody's good. And, uh, yeah, this is your favorite neighborhood Negro from Portland, Oregon, Matthias. What's up, Tuan? What's up, Silent X? What up, uh, Brandon? And, uh, yeah. I don't know what to say. Peace. <laughs> um, I, I know, I still know that, that the Georgia song, that's, that's all, that's the only ludicrous verse I know. That's it. The first ludicrous song. Not the, wait, the first ludicrous song. <laughs> the, the one he got he popular off. Georgia beat. Yeah. What? He flipped the Georgia sample. No, not the not when he flipped the Georgia. I don't know. From your head to your toes, I want to move for you. Da 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 da. No, that one. That's oh, that one. That one. That's only what I do. Do you? Can you tell me what he's talking about? What? I'm not even fucking with you. Like no, I don't know what song. No, what is about the right first Luda song that he actually got popular from? What's your fantasy? Yeah, what's your fantasy? There you go. Or was it Southern Hospitality? Cadillac no. flows. Cadillac. Dollars, no, it was. It was. It was. It was. What's your fantasy? What's your fantasy? What's your fantasy? Was the first one. Word. So yeah, what, there was one junk that was like an intro to like his second album that I really really enjoyed. Was it Hose? Nah, I'm about to play it because I think I know which one you're talking about. It's my favorite yeah, ludicrous like, song. You sampled like, DS Ray by Bach. I think it was like the first. It was like the incredible, intro. untouchable nigga spitting venom out his body with the dopest yes, clothes. Yes. Yeah, that's on Chicken and Beer, I believe. Yes, that Chicken shit and Beer is actually fire. was a dope. That's album, my though. personal choice. Chicken and Beer was uh, actually a dope album, song? though. Fucking like Diamond in album. the Back. Diamond in the Back was fire. Yeah. Uh, I'm pulling it up on iTunes right now. Rado, man, that that uh. It's that called Southern Fried Intro. That, that shit did go down when he uh when the hair was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's unfortunate. It went down after chicken and beer though. I don't even want to blame his hair for this one. Like he ain't no uh, He had situation. pimping all over the world on the next album. Uh, and that was a big hit. Uh, and then the album after that was Short Hair Ludicrous. And that is where it officially was like, and we're done here. I, I, I like I said, I was done on Red Light District, but y'all must have hung around. Red Light District is the one where you, that's one, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, y'all hung around longer <laughs> to be because Red Light District was no. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> that's when we did Virgo. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Virgo was on two albums too. No, absolutely not. I couldn't. Stand. Oh, get back was on Red Light District. Oh I like God. that song. I that was yeah, Potion. That shit was fire. I don't even know if his verses were fire, but that beat was crazy. Because I was in the Fade to Black documentary when Timberland played it for Jay-Z, and Jay-Z was like, oh, shit, hard, but not mm-hmm. for me. I mean, like, Blueberry Yum Yum was dope. Number one spot was good. Blueberry Yum Yum was good. Pimping All Over the World was fun. Uh, I don't like Pimping That's a good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a good record, but the singles off of it were fun. He had another album that came out after that. He still had hair, though, I Yeah, yeah. Release Therapy was the one on the cover. He has a haircut. Was that the next? Red Light one? District was the last one, yeah, for sure. Uh, which I was trying to figure out. One of them had like a, had one song that was dope, and the rest of it was not. Release therapy. Was it release therapy? That one song with Pharrell, Moneymaker. Nah, no, absolutely not. 
All right. I mean, tell you, bro. It's not that one. <laughs> Yo, damn, word of mouth Saturday is fire too. That shit goes. Hold on, was it MVP on um uh, Theater of the Mind? Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm the MVP. I'm stupid with this rap shit. No, he has this beat. But again, that's because of who's produced by. Like, it's clearly premiered. who is it produced by? It's is premiere. It's absolutely premiere. This only person. Okay, I was like, it sounds like a premiere beat. <laughs> it's the only person cutting samples like that, bro. It's like right. it's absolutely premiere. Shout out to my man Amp on the beat. He was another one. I don't yeah. know what Amp has been doing since Jamila basically stopped putting out music. I don't know. MV, but MVP was but definitely was nice. the last ludicrous album that, song that I was like, oh, this song is actually a dope. But nobody's ever going to hear this because nobody's going to listen to this album. This album is terrible. Theater of the Mind is terrible. Nobody's going to listen to this. And, and then he put out Battle of the Sexes. And then he put out Ew. two more albums after that. This nigga put out an album called Ludiversal. Like, I don't know what was going on in his life. Like, that, there, was a ah. song, there was a song on Battle of Sexes I like. I think it was the single. Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh man, I'm about to look. I'm about to see what it is now. Listen, I'm not. No, I'm not doing this album. This shit got okay, Nicki so Minaj. Officially, Southern Fried Intro is my my voice. My yes. vote for my favorite Ludacris. That's your vote. Yeah, that shit. That, that shit was extremely hard. Like, that's yeah, how play that real quick because, like I said, it starts off with uh, I think it's Bach, but it's from an opera. It's called the song's called DS. Southern Fried Intro. That's how you. That's how you start the album. That is how you start the album for sure. Southern Fried Intro. I just had it in yeah. front of me and then track one on chicken and burr. Oh, that's right. He eating the lady leg. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Y'all owe Isaac Hayes a whole lot of money, dog. Damn right. <laughs> oh, that's right. That song, the sample I'm thinking of is a different. That is walk on by these music. Incredible, untouchable niggas spitting venom out his body with the dopest flows. And wonder why the lines around the corner because the little motherfucker has the dopest show. So one time for my independent women and all the single mothers who be getting that cake. Two times for my dogs pulling triggers and my niggas in the kitchen that be tripping that way. East coast, west coast, midwest, dirty south. Then we took it all around the world. I got fans in retirement homes to teenagers and little bitty boys and girls. Dropping lyrical bombs up in your hood, non-stop and I'ma hit them till the block explode. Hip-hop, R&B, pop talk, what you want? I even got a little rock and roll. The most creative, original, got them taking subliminal. Cause they can't get what I got They want it so bad Four million dollar pad And enough to retire off two albums Go on, wave your white flags I'm hot And every time I rhyme Yeah, he's, this is like What's your fantasy level killing it? Man, I totally forgot that Titty Boy was with them I'm looking back at some of these <laughs> The sample I was thinking of Was the intro for Word of Mouth Which samples the other classical joint But it is the one Southern Fried Intro is the one I was thinking of That has the verse that I fuck with Okay but, yeah, Titty. Titty Two Necklace. What songs is he on? The last one, him and Dollar Boy. Yeah, we got. And uh, and uh yeah, and, and everybody with, I, eyebrows I, down. I'm in my twenty two. That nigga had the deepest voice of all time. <laughs> him and fucking Ruck dog was like fighting for deep voice having deep voice wars. Oh uh, Rock. Him and Rock. What? Him and Rock. Him and, and Lord Have Mercy and Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Five. 
Charlie Tuna is still my four deepest voice niggas of all Charlie time. Charlie Tuna is my favorite. That that nigga's voice is my favorite. Oh yeah, it's know. perfect. I think Rock they should is, all got I a posse cut together. Rock is underrated. Rock's man. is still really my favorite. Like, that, dude. like Rock's got the best verses. Rock add inflections to his shit. Like Rock just he uses his voice like a weapon on every and track. And he's funny too. Yeah, yeah. Rock Rock. He's that good as a human. Rock is dope, man. Shout out to Helter Skelter. Rock be killing me with it with the deepness in his voice. Like I just be jealous. The whole song, I'd be like, oh, if, like what else can you be in life? You can't be a UPS man. Like you can't, you can't be ringing up shit at Walmart. You got to be a rapper with Rock's voice. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you can't be nothing else. What can you be? People really don't um, underestimate how like your the texture of your voice can affect how you proceed as a rapper. I remember when I remember when Be Real was talking about like I rapped. And I ain't let the way my voice sounded. So then he made his voice sound the way it was on like Cypress Hill and all that stuff. He said uh, I played with it till I got there. He said when I just rapped, it it was like the raps were good, but I sounded horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's important, man. Some people got away with having a terrible, like terrible bars, but a great rap voice. Like if you had a some great- people that can spit but their voice sounds garbage and people don't want to listen to them oh yeah no you're right though like, that's you a shame lying. like that those things don't always go together like you, you ain't lying rick ross has a great rap voice god damn and his bars are like mid he raps about cool shit but like but he's not really damn, saying anything so smooth, but that shit sounds man. cool yeah he fuck, checks right? all that the boxes shit is is a motherfucker. he yeah, checks all exactly. the boxes he can pick beat he got a rap voice and he can yeah. flow. He don't gotta have bars, really. Right, he don't. <laughs> like the bars don't matter because everything else is there. And every once in a while, he does say some shit that's kind of smooth. Yeah, every now and then, for <laughs> so, sure. But it's not like, yo, I just need, man. I gotta dig into these triple metaphors from Rick Ross. <laughs> yeah, you ain't memorizing uh, Ross bars. I, I like, yeah. like, like my bad. You ain't memorizing Ross verses. Like I don't know nobody that's that can it, spit a right. Ross. His verse. bar, yeah, he got lines, obviously. Yeah, I don't know Look nobody that can spit a Ross bitch, verse. She'll give your ass a bone. <laughs> he is he's like one of the most yo yo he checks all the boxes though like who yeah do we, exactly who do we go with we, if, do he we had that, if he didn't have that voice he would not be nearly successful that hell no also his first album is trash i don't care what nobody say that album is terrible nah it is terrible but the second one is fire of i course. still think uh whatever the second one is no wait no the second the one second is dope one. and the third one is dope Teflon Down is my favorite Rick Ross album. Is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I think that, that is statistically his best record. I agree with you, nigga. What, nigga, I don't know. I don't know who pulled him aside and was like, "Listen, you need to pick better beats. Like, if you just pick better and beats, then you then he, be yeah, a he guy. got the Justice League and they hooked his ass up. All he did was pick better beats out there. He picked better beats for Justice other niggas. League and beat billionaire. Like, goddamn. Now I'm trying to think yeah, of a rapper who had who can rap but had a horrible can rap and has a terrible voice, right? God. Uh, I don't know. Niggas I mean, would say Chance the Rapper. I'm sure a lot of niggas would say Chance the Rapper. People Chance, hate his Eminem voice. has a terrible rap voice. I like Eminem's voice. Yes, because you're used to it. No, I don't, I never had a problem with Eminem's voice. It, it I mean, I never had a problem with Chance's voice either, but... I mean, neither, neither I have I, but I, I see how people like... I, okay, yeah, I guess I gotta agree. Yeah, with you know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta That's agree. That's like, I don't have a problem with it, but I can see how it's like high-pitched and nasally. Who else? I know I've thought about this before. No, but I've absolutely been through this. Yeah, you know what? You're the, the that new cat that y'all like. I don't. The baby. That voice. nigga got a great rap. No, nah, no, nah, not the baby. That YBN cat. Oh, YBN. Corday does not have a great rap. Yeah, voice. I don't that like it. Fact. His but voice be spit. killing me. Yeah, he can spit, but like I be listening to him, be like, okay, I'm over it. He got a lisp yeah. and he sounds kind of nasally. It's he not got like, it. great. 
And then it is you got to work on your voice. You got to work on your tone and your texture of your voice. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can find a way. That's why sometimes you hear you hear a rapper and you hear him talking, but like, that same motherfucker. Exactly. Worked on like when I heard Ching talk in real life, that nigga don't sound at Ooh, all like yeah. he used to rap. That's bad. You, you, work, you work on that voice because you got to either, you might have to do a little higher, you might have to do a little lower. All of us have been to shows and you hear see somebody rapping and be like, that don't sound like the nigga on the, on the, the live show. Oh, <laughs> Yo, Jay-Z sounds way different live than he does on the record. Oh, yeah. But he also yells into the mic. Like, Jay-Z really projects live, which is good, but he just sounds like he's Jay-Z really yelling at you the whole time. <laughs> I, know, um, I know I talked about Earl last week, but I went back and I listened to I Like Shit and I'll Go Outside. And uh-huh. that album truly works full circle for his whole personality, his voice. Like, that's why I love that album. Like I can listen to that album all day because his voice inflection, the tone, everything about it fits the fucking beats that they chose for him to go, for him to ride. <coughs> it's perfect. I was like, this is why I don't like, like I was, I, I listened, remember I listened to Doris and I was like, I still don't, I, I like it better, but I really don't. And then I listened to, to the second joint and I was like, okay, now I get why he just had not, found beats that worked for him consistently and it's beats that other people could not rap over like legit other people would don't have the voice that fit that makes that beat stand out because they some very basic sounding beats they some real lo-fi raw ass beats and it ain't too many niggas that can spit over a raw lo-fi beat and give that shit life because to most of it's gonna sound dated as fuck and boring yes but the way he did it it works it actually makes you listen to his words because it's not so much going on in the beat. And I think when he did his third album, he just went way left with that. Like he, he, he started picking beats that was completely incomplete and was like, y'all ain't even got to tune my voice, dog. I, I oh sound- yeah, no, that shit was un, <laughs> uneffected, effortless, it was, but it in was, a bad way. It was effortless and unenjoyable. So that's, yeah. that's a bad combination. Very, very bad combination, but yeah, so that would that that's uh that's fucking interesting. God, I I don't I can't really sit and think of rappers whose voices I don't like like that because I don't listen to them. <laughs> so that's like, what that's the problem. That, oh, Kodak Black, God damn, I cannot stand that nigga. I don't like, like his voice at all. Aside from the fact that he's an him. objectionable person, his voice sounds like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. His like, voice it's sounds really like the worst voice in rap. He Ooh, sounds like Yachty. a fucking fly dog. Yachty also sounds like he don't care and like he. Yeah, his voice is terrible too. Wait, who? Yeah, Lil Yachty. Oh, Lil Yachty. Oh, Yachty yeah. and Kodak are two of the worst right now. Yeah, yeah, no, Lil Yachty's voice. But that's because I don't think Lil Yachty can actually speak. Like, I don't think Lil Yachty sounds like a Muppet when he talks, dog. I don't think he can enunciate well. Like, like legit. I think he has a speech a speech problem. I feel like you're giving him too much credit. I feel like the nigga just don't try. You could be right because he sounds like Chucky from Rugrats when he be rapping. <laughs> that shit pisses me off. Like he always sound like his nose is stuffed oh, up. Damn. My right, the right. I'll be like, bro, why are you sound like that? Like, why, go blow that your nose. Sounds like <laughs> go blow your nose. Tyler bro. has an amazing rap voice. That shit yeah, stands yeah. out. Like, like when you hear French, the French was the first song of his I ever heard, and it was his first single. And you just hear him rap, and you're like, holy shit, this dude is out there, nigga. I watched the NPR junk he did recently, and just him talking. It's like sound like, like just his regular talking voice sounds like right. he about to say some real monumental, impressive shit. Right. And I mean, it helps that he is also a very, very talented artist. But even if he wasn't, that's the sort of thing like 
people would pay attention just because of the way that you talk. Yeah, and he's charismatic. Going on. Like that all just kind of works in his favor. It's interesting. Yeah. But all right, let me play this next voicemail. Yep. Because we we could do this all day. This is a whole nother conversation we could have all day. Yeah, true story. (laughs) Hold on, give me a second. Something is being weird. I don't know what's going on here. Okay, here we go. Let me let me spin this up. Also, I think Eric Sermon has a terrible rap voice. I can see that he got bars, but yeah, I could I could definitely hear. Yeah, that. right. He does, but his voice doesn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah. Hello, Brandon, Deidre, Mike, Antoine. This is the Shallus. How are you all doing? I hope life is treating you well. I am just calling because of the post that was posted in the group about this disgusting ass human of a husband who told his wife to engage in oral sexual acts on their child because he was quote unquote jealous of the attention that their newborn was getting. This should have been a like an open and shut case as far as like she needs to either divorce him or at the very least get her and the child need to get far, far away from him until he gets some professional help. And I was shocked that there were a couple of people in the group who were actually, and again, I could, I could be wrong, but like we're kind of making excuses for this as far as like, well, this isn't grounds for divorce. This person needs therapy, but they shouldn't be divorced, blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of assumed that everybody was of the consensus that if you say some wild flagrant shit like that, that that was automatically grounds for at the very least separation because that's creepy and you're telling me to molest my child because you can't wait for a blowjob and you're jealous of a new fucking born and no decent person that I know would suggest something like that. So I know Brandon, y'all are going to go on a rant about this, but I too wanted to rant about that because it's stupid and I'm a type of person that's like, it's an extreme, like I'm going to divorce you because who the fuck says something like that? And I get it, mental health and everything else, but you go get that mental health away from me and my child because no, that's all I wanted to say on the matter. Y'all be blessed. Love y'all. Love the show. Y'all be great. I love that y'all be blessed that she put it in. So if y'all you be blessed too, I remember this post. That shit was fucking crazy, I dog. That post so quick. Okay. You and me both. All right, so um, let's hold off because she definitely. If y'all can't tell, that was the next rant that's coming up. That that one is oh, next because woo. She basically broke. She basically re- reemphasized or reiterated everything that I said. <laughs> about that post and we haven't even gotten into it so let me get this next voicemail going but i got you for chalice we gonna we gonna handle that hey what's up for the acre school um yo this is aaron um and from the from the facebook group um yo pick it all types of death on twitter yo that's that's that was my fucking twitter name i couldn't remember last time though so um so check it out right I was just sitting there thinking, right? 
because I don't know if you got like what y'all got in depth for this week, but we all got time to talk about it. I I got like um. So all right, so y'all ever get introduced to a song, right? That was a remake or another version or or rent, you know, rendition of some of it that wasn't original that you didn't know was original. No, like for instance, I'm thinking like um, Boys to Men, Yesterday. Like I remember hearing that album as a kid, liking the album, loving the song, yada yada yada. And it wasn't years until later, because you know I'm black, I don't know shit about the Beatles. So it was years <laughs> till like until years later that I found out that Yesterday was originally a Beatles song, and that there was a remake <laughs> that Boys to Men did. Right? That's amazing. So I'm just wondering, you guys ever got like uh, have like any songs like that? And then on top of that. Absolutely. Do you like the original version or the or the uh, remake or the rendition? You know, like, um, no, which one did you like better? You know, but that's it, though. All right. Well, I can speak at length about this. I have an entire playlist devoted to songs where I think the cover is better than the original. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I shall begin. I have a few bullets <laughs> on my list. Number one. I yeah. felt like this Yo, he's been waiting for a this. Decree from a scroll. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. Is, uh, Mike, was that really? Did you get your homeboy to call in for this one, dog? Like, I feel like you I set this not. up. That was a. But Thank he threw a softball with, right across the middle of the fucking plate. Thank you with the hear ye, hear ye. So number one, all along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix, one of my favorite songs of all time. Incredible has three guitar solos, one of Jimmy's top three best songs, objectively, any way you want to slice it. It was actually written by Bob Dylan, recorded by Bob Dylan. I didn't hear the Bob Dylan version until I was like 25. And I heard the Jimi Hendrix version when I was like 15. And the Bob Dylan version is trash because Bob Dylan can't sing and he can't play guitar. <laughs> so that's number one. God damn, <laughs> number two, murder Bob hey, Dylan. Hey, it is what it is, dog. I respect his songwriting, but the nigga don't got skills at Bruh. singing and playing guitar. Wow. I, I don't make the rules, man. Uh, number two, Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. It's a country song. It came out in 2015 and like took the country world by storm because Chris Stapleton is a dude that like isn't like a baseball cat backwards. I think I'm a rapper he pro country dude. Fucking he's sang. actually That's a great song. He's a, That's a great he's an amazing fucking singer. Song the fuck out that song. Yeah. The shit out of it. And I found out that was a cover of a dude named, by, uh, named George Jones. He's like a 60s country dude. And that shit just sounds like a 60s country song. Like, it's kind of boring or, like, whack. And Chris Stapleton killed that shit. Hmm. We have the number one, I think, best cover of all time, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, which is a Dolly Parton song that Dolly Parton recorded in the 70s. And that shit, or maybe the 80s, but definitely way before Whitney dropped her version in 92. And obviously Whitney has the definitive version of that song because I'm going to say probably 90% of y'all didn't even know it was a Dolly Parton song. Dolly, Dolly has said numerous times it's her song now. That's her song now. Yeah, it is that's what like, it is. That's, man. that's how good it is. Like, and yeah. and Dolly can sing. The the original Dolly version is not a bad it. version. Nope, the, it's a good the, song. It's a very original, good song. It's the original version is a good song. It's but, not like Bob Dylan. Dolly Parton got. But goddamn, <laughs> Whitney took that song. <laughs> the shit out of it. Stratosphere. Uh, Dazed and Confused by Led Zeppelin is a song by some dude named Jake Holmes who I'm pretty sure only had that one song that people have ever known. And it's complete garbage compared to the Led Zeppelin version. It has like all the crazy guitar effects and the big ass solo in it. It's nothing like it. Damn. Um, And I did not know that was a cover until two weeks ago. 
And <laughs> what else is up here that is a cover that I think is like I didn't even know that the original one existed beforehand. I think that's that's good. That's a solid four, I think, right there. I got one for I you. I have a bunch of others in general, but yeah, I got one. I knew about them already. What you got? Um, so everybody who's seen The Last Dragon knows that one of the most memorable songs from that shit is the glow song. We got that glow. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was sung by Willie Hutch. No that, shit. Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> so there's a <laughs> there's a <laughs> um, what. <laughs> There, oh my god this is the best one so far so there is, is a there is a um there's another version done by a young woman named victoria monet that played during insecure when they did the last dragon episode her version is absolutely better than the willie hutch the glow and I'm, hey fair enough i'm not debating <laughs> that because she did exactly what she needed to do she took the glow part sampled that basically and made that the whole song like Willie Hutch actually has a the mean the child degree to do that. Like he goes through that whole shit. It's so annoying. Yeah. And, and then he and then you get the well you got that glow. Dun, 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 dun. That happens for like three bars and he goes back to Willie Hutching it. Like she took the three bar part <laughs> and basically turned that into a whole song. I was like, this this woman's a genius. So nice. yeah, her version is absolutely better. <laughs> absolutely better. Than the, than the original Willie Hutch version. God, God, it's it's not good. So yeah. On a side note, this is not a song I knew the original existed, but and this is maybe my most controversial cover song related hot take of them all. I think that there is a better version of "I Want You Back" by the Jackson Five, and it was recorded in 2012 by a band called Lake Street Dive, and they slow it down to about 30 percent of the original tempo, and it's fucking amazing. I mean, so, I don't see. I mean, it's Lake Street Dive. I don't see how she couldn't kill that dude. So. I mean, for real. So Brandon is obviously up on it. Their lead singer is just out of control. I shot one of her shows outside of listening to their projects. After you put no them in shit. a playlist, you put them in a playlist for us. But I have I some. That's you've true. never seen my pictures of old girl from Lake Street. They're some of my best pictures, yeah. dog. Oh, that's what's up. I'm gonna check it out. Like yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, they covered "I Want You Back" is on their first EP. That shit is fire. I got great pictures of her, and she had one of the most asshole uh, regulations I've ever like pictured. When you oh, can, like what shoot. you can and can't shoot. Yeah, and dog. Songs like, and all that. She was like, you have to shoot on the fourth song, and you can't be in the in the photo pit. I was like, what the Wait, fuck? You can't shoot photos in the photo she pit. She said you cannot be in the photo pit, and That's you had to, nice. and you couldn't shoot till the fourth song. And when it was the fourth song, guess what she did? She cut all the lights off. Oh, I was damn. so mad. I was like, yo. <laughs> That's cold as ice. But I brought my lens. I had my body ready. Yep. I was like, okay, you want to play around? Stay I got ready, you. don't got to get ready. Look, I just put the link in the chat. Go look at them shits. Like, um, uh, again, bet. these are shot in a pitch pitch black stadium. Okay. They were at, um, um, what's the, what's the, what's the joint? Uh, Ram's Head. They were at Ram's Head Live. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Damn, dog, these look great. So I, I was so mad when she did that. I was like, "Dude, are you fun- you trying to be funny?" Wow. Okay, I got you. I got your ass. <laughs> I'm gonna get these bitches. <laughs> I found out my homeboy is friends with her and known her since he was like 12, and he introduced us not once, not even when I was in school, and could have used a recording session with somebody this talented. He didn't bring it up. So damn, we got beef now. So I'm psyched. Oh, absolutely, him. dog. Like you could have got in early. You're right. Exactly. Who? Not to mention, she's a. Uh, yeah, she sure is. She came in the store when I was in guitar. The whole band. Oh, that's was, dope. Like, the first week I was working at Guitar Center in Nashville, they all came in because they were working on their record. And I just looked up and I was like, 
I know you guys are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And another yeah. another email. I mean another voicemail. Oh, hey, uh, hey, this Aaron again. By the way, man, so I got a question. So I went to the site to find the phone number to go ahead and call y'all, you know, call y'all, and got the, uh, you know, about me section. And I'm just curious, like, why everybody in there looks so professional except for Brandon? Like, Brandon got, like, that cheese nigga picture, man. Like, I mean, what, what is that? Like, DJ, Twan, Mike, they all look like they, like, after work, happy hour, coworkers and shit, or about to go out. And Twan's, I mean, off my fault. And Brandon's over there, she's like, nigga, it up, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> first off, first off, nigga, Twan got a bow in his head, and he's at a bar. Like, that's not a professional picture. Like, this, this nigga stuck a bow in his head, dog. I used that picture on purpose. But hey, yeah. Man, that, was, that was a bow from my niece. Mike, so. and, Deidre, and, uh, and Mike definitely do have more professional looking pictures in the about section. But I, I, I took them just straight up. Facebook. Don't even know what my picture looks like. It's you holding Stevie, I believe. I, oh, I just took it from Facebook. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And DJ's the same. I took it from Facebook. Some picture. Nice. And yeah, mine's is definitely from my phone. It was a random picture that I just took. It was like, here we go. Now y'all got me. Boom. And we got one more. So let's uh do this, I think. Hello. Oh, you know what? I was I was holding that for when DJ. She probably not get on tonight because it's like 12 now. Okay. So let's let's get into this. Let's let's get into this. Vichala, she took us there. I'm gonna bring us back. Okay. So there was a post in the group this week. By the way, uh, a quick side note: Gemini Man is trash. Like it is really, really fucking bad. Like it's it's not even like it's it's bad. It's just bad. I don't know how. I don't know how it's so fucking bad, but it's really, really fucking bad. Um, but yeah, more more on that in our review. That'll go. I'm still going to see it. Uh, listen, I'm not gonna tell you not to go see. I am gonna tell you this though. It, it it is Blade Two opening fight scene in front of the big screen level CGI bad dog like it's really bad. <laughs> Rubber, no, I will say the CGI looked bad in the trailer. Nigga, nigga, wait but, till you get into like, the cavern fight. Rubber, Rubber, no. young Will Smith fighting Rubber old Will Smith is some of the worst shit. And then oh, there's a no, scene the, at the, the end. The CGI looked bad in the trailer, so I would like. It looked real bad. Bro, it's so misleading, though, because there's a motorcycle chase scene that is done very well, and it's, and it's in the beginning. And you're like, oh, this is dope. And then they get to that cavern fight. You're like, wait, what happened? Did they change cinematographers? What happened? Did they lose their CGI crew and get a new one? Who did this? Like, did they fast track this? Did they get this from the <laughs> CGI drive through Who did this? It's really oh, bad. Oh, God. And then there's, I mean, not then there's a third fight. Then there's a third fight. Say what? There's a third act, oh, and another character shows up. And oh my god, nigga, when he when he comes in, it it's so bad. It's just so. Twelve year old Will Smith. He's still in. I'm not. I'm not saying nothing guys. else. I'm not saying nothing oh, else. Oh, it is. I'm this old ass nigga, Will Smith. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. Old, there's there's gonna be face that old man, Will Smith. There is a point in the film towards the end where you're gonna you're gonna wish for something, and your wish will be fulfilled. That's all I'm saying. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh my god! I gotta see. I gotta watch this movie without paying for it. That's the crucial part. Oh my god! Please don't, because it's I so can't bad. Pay for this nonsense. It's so bad. It's so much dialogue too. It's so much fucking talking unnecessarily. Huh? And make sure you pay attention to the scenes where multiple Will Smiths are walking beside each other, because they they clearly <laughs> just shot this nigga walking the same way three times. <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god. God, how are y'all in sync? How are all the Will Smiths in sync? Like, <laughs> hey man, they all Will Smith, bro. It's so bad. All right, um, God damn. Um, okay, so here we go. This is from Ata. 
I don't know what Ata is. A I T A for telling my biological son that he is a. Oh, am I the asshole? Yeah. Oh, am I the asshole? For, oh, no, no, no. This is another one that somebody posted. My bad. And That's yes, you were an asshole for doing that. Yeah. Red, those, those am I the assholes are always great. They are so entertaining, man. So no, but homie absolutely was an asshole <laughs> for telling his son that he was adopted because he got pissed at him. Well, no, the, it, he, it wasn't him asking, it was a woman asking. Oh, what well, a woman, yeah. Either way, whoever she did it. Yeah, she is absolutely an asshole for doing that. Oh, where did where did that thread go? Because here we go, here we go. Because people are still ah, yes. commenting on this thread. <laughs> because of course, this shit is crazy. All right, so my husband, and she's twenty five. My husband is twenty eight. Says something disgusting to me. I can't stop thinking of it. I've been. Oh, hold on. My bad. I'm doing this wrong. I can't stop thinking of it. Oh, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so terrible. She's so goddamn terrible. I can't stop thinking of it. Yo, this your boy Elzai doing a real crazy for where's my 40 acres.com. You know what I'm saying? Where that real hip hop is at and authentic creative music, man. One love, baby. Peace. Hi, this is some random black chick, and you're watching Where's My 40 Acres. Watching anything, Ashley. <laughs> you just told me the same watching. Okay, fine. Let's do it again. Hi, this is Savannah the Black Chick, and you're listening to Where's My 48 Acres. Okay, is there any way you could possibly sound a little bit more black and a little more? Dark? I don't know how to sound black and 